Hey guys, so no one has answered the questions yet. Um, these are pretty hard questions, but again, the questions are, and you're going for a $25 Apple V gift card and a $25 Visa gift card, so you'll win that. The winner will be announced tomorrow, and if no one wins, we'll roll it over and maybe add some stuff to it. I don't know. Um, so, who was the youngest player to appear in a major league game? That, that one, you can either give me the name or the age. Okay, and the second question is, who was the first African American to play in Major League Baseball? Uh, with our guest, we're about to talk mostly Dodgers. She's a DJ. Her name is Christine. She's a smart woman, and I think you guys will be excited. So, how has your because twenty twenty has been such a weird year. How how has your 2020 year been going for you? Well, it is really weird. So, um, I think I'm just taking it day by day, to be honest. It's like uh, nothing really surprising me, <laughs> you know. But um, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where you still decide to take your little chances to go here and there to see your family or whatever you need to do, you know. Yeah, that's 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 what I've been doing. Like the first the first four or five months I stayed home and then I was like, you know what? This thing is going away for a little bit, so I'm not just gonna stay home the whole the whole year. So I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be careful, I'm gonna be my sanitizer and uh-huh. you know, you just realize how much how dirty this world was, you know, how how close we were to each other, how on top of each other we were. So, this whole COVID just opened everything up. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Let me so, know when, when, this, when you start recording or whatnot. Or about, about yeah, you, like you nailed it when you said that people are just like on top of each other. Like, like you're in an area where the person in the shopping line behind you is looking over your shoulder, looking at you, punching your your ATM number and I'm like hey can you step back so that's kind of a good thing about um, now our new habits that we give each other a little more space um, you know that's kind of nice I think it's kind of silly that some of the stuff that they're doing like you can eat outside but you can't eat inside a tent outside but you gotta be outside <laughs> I mean like make up your mind can I be outside or can I be in a tent can I dine in on a patio like what can I do so, uh, we're just making do, you know, we just kind of, like, adapt. This is the first time in my lifetime I've ever experienced, like, some type of a pandemic like this. We've been through such other things that changed our life a little bit, but this is something else, you know? If, if it was me, it's like, you gotta, you gotta make it make sense. Because I get it. If, if you're inside, the germs have nowhere to go, and that's how stuff can get spread. But make it so, you know what, maybe you only allow three or four parties and at one time up to, up to 10 to 15 people. Make it, make it so where if, if you have a job, you have to stay masked in at all times. You, you have to have gloves on your hands, all times. If, if, if you don't want to do that, you know what, don't, don't work, okay? Um, you know, while you're eating or drinking, no mask has to be on. But if you go up to the bathroom, 
put your mask on. Like, like I've I've hung out at a, at a couple places, and that's how it's been. Um, so that's that's just how it should be. And you know what? I hope we get to a point to where we all don't have to wear a mask every single time. But from now on, I'm always gonna carry a little bottle of sanitizer with me. I'm I'll I'll keep a mask in my pocket to where if I'm somewhere where there's so much people. I'll put my mask on just for myself, you know, maybe it will look weird, but that's fine, you know, um, and, and, and even through this whole thing, as, as I knock on wood, when Christmas just passed, I've now gone two full years without getting sick, and that's any kind of sick, no fever, no cold, so I'm, so I'm trying to keep that shit going, you know, but, uh, this world is just, people are in a rush for everything, they want to, get from point A to point B, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, yeah, basically, out here in Cali, they are doing somewhat what you're saying. Like, people are wearing their masks. Like, if you are going to head over to the restroom, they tell you, you can walk over there in the restroom, but you have to wear your mask when you go. Um, people are wearing gloves. It was a little more, like, strict, right, when the quarantine first started, where I remember I was at the, the store, like, the market, getting some food. And they had to spray the the conveyor belt where the food goes after each customer, and it was making it take a long time. And they and they were really like, "Step back, miss. You know, be six feet. Like, damn. Like they were really on it. <laughs> and they relaxed. You know, they relax a little bit more now. But out of respect for others, you know, like I'm now, I'm in the habit of being six feet away. And I see how people would be too. Like if you got a little close, they get mad at you. Like they want to scrap, but they don't want to scrap because they don't want to get COVID. <laughs> so it's like, you want to talk your mess, but you ain't going to get six feet of me, you know? So uh, people were talking a lot. They weren't doing a whole lot, you know? Um, but over here in different areas, like where uh, I like to go, if you're at the beach, man, they, it's like you barely see any masks. To be honest, you barely see masks over there. Um, when you're on you're on the bike trail, you're out in the wow. sun. They just don't. They don't do it. They really just don't do it. Um, you got the ocean water, the salt water. They just pretty much believe that they can't get sick out there. And then you go to different cities like you know like downtown LA, and then they got the mask. And, you, and it kind of helps too because there's a lot of people that just look like they're sick out there, just wandering around. So even if it wasn't required, I'd probably still want to wear the mask like go to downtown LA. No, no offense or anything, but, like, there's some areas where I got to go shop for, like, I don't want little stuff I like to sell online, and it's not even a good area, and I'm just like, there's a lot of people out there, tight-knit, they don't keep the six feet away from each other, you know, rule, they're all up on each other, so, in that case, for my family, you know, so they know that peace of mind that I take care of myself, I do wear the masks and everything, and I truly believe that a lot of us already got this earlier on, early this year, late last year, because a lot of uh, people I work with in the aerospace industry, a lot of us were out sick, like really, really bad at the end of December, early January. And uh, myself included, I was just, I was in bed for like a week. Wow. Um, it's it's kind of weird because we didn't even know what, what was going on. I was taking cold medicine. I was taking flu medicine. It finally, the only thing that kind of helped was um, mucinex, like a like a sinus yeah, yeah. type of medication. And I was in bed. I was I was living off of <laughs> a cup of noodle soups and teas, and I and I was bad. But um, 
but well, then I found out that people, you know, people at work found out later on that they did indeed have COVID. And so a lot of us got affected. And if, I truly feel like if you're, if you are healthy, if you're active, if you take your vitamins, you eat good, you have, you know, obviously you have better success at fighting this than someone who has health issues. So I feel like that's kind of probably kind of the reason why I don't stress on it so much because I think you can get hit by a car and get into an accident. Um, I think your odds of getting killed in an accident are greater than, than getting killed by COVID. So we can't live our lives being scared of something like this, you know? Yeah, like that's, and plus two, a lot of us could have been asymptomatic and have COVID. I, I, I could have had COVID, but I had no symptoms. I never, I never had no sense of smell. I never had no, no loss of taste. Never, never nothing. I've, I've been perfectly fine through this whole entire thing. And, and that's happening with a lot of people. So it gets to a point where you got, you got to be cautious. Like even in my neighborhood, you know, I'm in New York. Um, my, my co-host is in Jersey and he'll be joining us in a couple of minutes. Um, like when most people jog, right, or they're riding the bikes, they don't wear masks because I, I, I think it's because they're not around people. And I guess when you sweat, it might be hard to breathe. I guess, I guess that's the reason for not doing it. But at the end of the day, we just got to be smart. We can't, we can't be on top of each other. And, you know, this just has to be a life lesson where even once we're all vaccined up, right, by by August or definitely September, we might all be vaccinated, and we just have to learn this forever because it's gonna take a long time, a long time for un- unemployment to get back up, for the government to get back up. You know, it there there may be a time where unemployment just has to stop, and people gotta go a month or two without money while they look for it. You know, it's it's it, and, and that's gonna suck too. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, oh yeah, I can't. I'm hoping that does not happen because there's a lot of people who, who live the paycheck to paycheck life as it is, and then if that unemployment doesn't kick in, like uh, a lot of people don't have savings. You know, they don't have um, yeah. means of, of making money, and and even when they do get that money, I hate to say it, um, but I you know I it know some people quick. personally that they didn't they didn't spend the money right when they when they had it. So um, you know, it's all about. Um, I, I actually don't have a problem with um, people, you know, being on unemployment during this time. And they, I, I liked when they were making a good amount. A lot of people were complaining. I heard a lot of complaints uh, in the beginning um, about how, like, damn, you know, they make more money on unemployment. I do working and this and that. And I'm like, but it keeps them home. So that's the whole point, right? And... You don't want to see people losing their homes. You don't want to see them losing their cars. Like, we don't want to see this whole economy just, you know, crash either. So, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just like what you got to, what you choose to upset you. Like, are you going to be upset because the person that you feel is not worth making $1,000 is making $1,000? Like, maybe, you, maybe you're just not making enough money yourself. So, you know, there's ways of looking at it. Um, I was working a really good job working in aerospace making uh, spaceships. In the beginning oh, wow. of um, when quarantine first hit, and I was making really good money, um, like really good money. I had plans and everything, and it hit, and it let a bunch of people go, and so everyone got affected. You know, everybody got affected in their own way, whether they were still working and they 
were upset because other people were making more on unemployment or whether they were, you know, buying a home for the first time. I had a friend at work that was just buying a house. Just Birdie was closing escrow right before we all got laid off. So, you know, we all had, we all got affected in our own way. Um, I'm thankful that I am working again in the same industry. That's good. That's good. Um, working in aerospace, you know, building building airplanes and whatnot, and I love doing it. Um, and I can still do my side hustles and my little side, you know, business to keep myself busy. Um, yeah, so we all adapt, you know. I, I wouldn't let something like this just, like, conquer me and, like, just give up, you know. It's going to be a lot more than this. Yeah, but. man, America, America's strong, and you mentioned it before. What, what kind of items do you sell? Oh, you know, I, I do like eBay, and um, I used to do Amazon, but uh, I don't do that anymore. I, I do do like eBay. I sell like sunglasses and little stuff like that, little accessories, sometimes some artwork, um, just whatever. Like, usually it's sunglasses, but sometimes it's like, you know, little, little pinback buttons with some artwork that I did. Um, sometimes it's just little stuff I've made, like out of resin, just... It's anything. Uh, for a while, I was, I was selling um, hand wraps, like, for boxing. And the brand name was Zero Caution. And it had uh, caution letters written on the hand wraps. I just haven't done that in a while because um, I'm not in that, that industry no more. I used to be a co-owner of a martial arts studio. Oh, and nice. so I used to, used to get to teach some classes and used to be involved with, you know, with uh, mixed martial arts. So... When I was in that industry, you know, I did, I sold things, you know, gear and whatnot. I've always had, like, a little side business selling, like, online or selling at this, like, back in the day, selling at swap meet. I've always made my little side hustle on top of my regular work so I can have my play money. That's, that's important. A lot of people just, just got to do that. Um, you know, the Dodgers just won the World Series. A couple of months back, the Los Angeles Lakers won the finals. A couple oh of yeah, months back. LA brought it this year. I mean, <laughs> we can't be mad. We, we can't be mad at twenty twenty because LA brought it this year, and I'm so excited because the funny thing is, I mean, not just because I'm in LA. Um, I've been a Dodger fan since I was little, and it's because my dad's a Dodger fan. You know, like I was raised a Dodger fan. So, um, you know, I used to collect baseball cards when I was little. My dad, you know, that was one thing I kind of try to connect with him. And then my stepfather, you know, he's a big Laker fan. And so I'd watch Laker games with him since I was little. And, and we went to a couple of Laker games when I got older. And so I'm a hardcore Laker fan, too. So when this year come up and both of my teams win, it was like, this is like the only thing that I could be thankful for for 2020 is that both teams got it in. Now, L.A. ain't really doing it for the Super Bowl, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's, you know, it's cool, but we got the basketball and the baseball in the bag. It's exciting. Um, and, like, I recently, when I was bored on, on quarantine when I wasn't working, I had painted one of my beach cruisers all Laker colors, you know, put a oh, Laker nice. sticker on there and customized it, and I took it to the beach, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to sport this Laker bike, you know? And then now... I'm thinking about taking my other beach cruiser and painting it all Dodgers. Like, so when I do that, 
we'll post up the pictures and and flaunt it in LA, you know, because I was sure. like, hey, what better what better duo is it be have like a Laker bike and a Dodger bike, you know? So. And and me myself, I'm a Patriot fan, so I'm glad the Rams kind of messed messed <laughs> up that Super Bowl, you know, that uh made it made it happy for myself. So yeah. so you know, lately women have been breaking barriers in sports. You know, the Miami Marlins got the first ever woman who is who is now the general manager, Kim Meng, and, uh-huh. and Sarah Fuller. It became the first woman to to play, to, to, to score points in a Power 5 conference. So, uh-huh. what's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on uh, women playing sports, I've, I've always thought it's, uh, it's going to be hard to break into that because of the, the sheer uh, physical limitations that women think that they have. Um, some women don't see those limitations and they just, uh, they just break barriers. Like Ronda Rousey, for example, I'm sure she can kick any dudes uh, <laughs> behind pretty good because she doesn't have the same type of limitations as I do, you know? So, uh, and that's mostly it's all mental. But it's also physical. We're talking about someone who's been bred to do a type of sport that they're able to do and do it very well. But I think if you have that mindset that I'm going to be good at this and I learn it and I'm the best at what I do and I don't feel like I have limitations at what I'm doing, you can roll with the big boys and do this sport. It's just that a lot of us, a lot of women throughout the for so long because of the way that society has taught us for so long, that we feel like our place has always been here or there, or if you want to go way back, you know, they thought their place was only in the kitchen, or until they actually put them in the factories to start working. So I think that it's a mindset, and these women that train hard and train with these in these teams and and are successful, more power to them. I I feel like um, they've they've gone beyond past like the pain that it takes to get used to that type of uh, level of athleticism. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. Um, it's not for every woman. Not every woman can do that. That's actually like excelling past uh, normal, um, you know, what we're able to do with most women are physically capable of doing. And that's amazing. So, yeah, I, I totally respect that. I like when I see it. Um, I like that it's more accepted. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, just in general, women are, are, women have always been taking little steps here and there, but I think they're really starting to, to make some noise these days, and and even with the vice president-elect, I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking some history being made here, but I never thought of, a, a, there's limitations just because of being a female, it's just a matter of, um, uh, look, for example, I forget which fire department has uh, the captain and pretty much the whole crew. They're all females. And if you would have asked me like 10, 20 years ago, like, what do you think of a female firefighter? I would have been a little scared. So I'm like, well, can they, you know, pick me up on their shoulder and carry me out on the fire? You know, right. um, that's the only thing I worry about. The limitations, the physical limitations. If she's able to do what she can, then that's cool. As long as she can do the physical part that's required, like getting out of the firing, the, the building that's caught on fire. That's all I care about. <laughs> so, that's true. And, uh, yeah. 
you know, social media sometimes can be a crazy, crazy place. May, may, maybe they feel hatred. Maybe, maybe they're mad because because they're not doing it. But a lot of men, it's mostly men, they'll leave creepy DMs in women's inboxes. They'll comment on their pictures. You know, especially a lot of the women, whether they work for ESPN or they're sideline reporters or they're trying to work in the industry, they'll come at them if they post a picture in, in, in the bikini or, or they'll come at them for showing too much. You know, right. whether it's a shoulder or a little stomach. So what, you know, like like when you when you post pictures on, on, on your Instagram, do you think, okay, maybe I should not post this because of some guy gonna gonna talk talk shit about me oh i i'll tell you exactly what i think i don't worry about this one creepy guy talking talking mess to me i don't care about that what i do as far as when i post on my social media is that my rule is this i won't post anything on my social media for the world to see that i wouldn't be caught dead in in public okay that's fine and what that means is, like, I'm not going to be in my underwear. I'm not going to be showing stuff that I wouldn't be caught dead in, in public, that I wouldn't be feeling some type of way, like, embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, I'm out wearing this outfit and people are looking at me. Oh, my God. Then, yeah, because if you're wearing that online, then, you know, the, the world is looking at you. So why would you be, why would you not be okay with, like, 10, 15 people in public looking at you, but you're okay with, like, 20 30,000 guys just staring at this picture. So I feel comfortable with keeping that rule. So there's been an instance a couple times where I'll post something cute, like a bathing suit or cute little short outfit, whatever, but I'm in public or I'm able to wear that in public. So that goes with my rule. Now, worrying about what people say, um, you're never going to make everybody happy. And so... Um, I generally don't take a lot of things personal anyways, um, but I, I like the positive feedback. I actually let people comment on the photos. Some people like to block it out. I let people comment. If it's a comment that's just inappropriate or just, you know, just really ignorant, then maybe I'll erase it, but I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty fortunate that the fan base, I mean, I, I guess you can call it fan base, like the followers that I have um, are very respectful. I weed out the ones that are not, but I have a lot of respectful people on there that are like real positive and they're like, hey, you know, that's, good. that's a nice picture and it's not, it's, it's really motivating, but it's not because it's, it's not without work because I think what they see is they think, I think they see the person behind just the photo and they're seeing like what I'm trying to do here. Um, and it's like building almost like friendships. And now one thing I don't remember about uh, social media too besides the fact that it's extremely influential, is that people associate, like, the photo that you put where you're smiling, you're looking cute, and you look happy. And when they see your photo that you look happy and that you look desirable, they sometimes somehow can misconstrue this in their mind and think that this photo is meant for them personally, and then they build something that this, they start building something with you that's really not there. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, so like, even, like, magazines, you know, back in the day when guys would buy magazines, the girls are looking very sensual, looking very beautiful, they're flashing a cute little smile, they're wearing lingerie. 
Now the guy is kind of starting to think that this is actually for them in a personal way when the model that's taking the photo has no idea and no connection with the people who are viewing the photo. So with IG, we're now in a, in a different type of world where the person that's looking at your photo and, and admiring you can now interact with you. This is very different. And now they could, they feel a sense of if you respond back to them or you respond back to the DM, they feel a connection with you deeper because you're responding. And I try to keep it very, um, you know, like comments. I try to say thanks for the com comments. I, I try not to let things get a little out of hand because they have to understand is I don't know you guys and you really don't know me. You see a photo, but you really don't know who I am past that's like what this, it is. You know this goofy photo that I took at the beach because I felt like taking it. You don't know like the person behind this, really. So I think I try to put things in my story that give a little bit more personality, like kind of show my humor a little bit. And um, and sometimes I'll go on IG Live and do a little mix down and then talk a little bit on there so they can kind of get an idea of the type of personality that I that I am. Because really, if you know me very very well, like people who are very close to me. They know already that IG is like mostly just for show. Like that's, I think sometimes my IG, I think it looks very like, um, I wouldn't say conceited, but I'm just kind of like, man, like sometimes I'm, I'm irritated by my own IG and I'm like, but that's what people like. They like the selfies. They like the pictures at the beach. They like pictures in the car. They like you getting all dolled up. Yeah, so, that's what a lot of social media is. I think it is because I was, I was just giving this example to my friend the other day. That, you know, a girl a girl could take a picture of her in a mansion. She could say it's hers, right? She she could say she parties like that every weekend. But for all we know, that that is either her boss's house or right. that's just some guy's house where she's at a party at. And for all we know, right. she, she could live in a crappy-ass apartment, right? And, right. And, th and then it's like, you know, most of the pictures... You know, people take on social media, especially especially women. It's pictures that they're really trying to look good in, or they're using a filter, or or they got on a pounds of makeup. And mm -hmm. you know what? They, they most likely don't always look like that. But, of course, I mean, but, because if you think about it, who's gonna want to post a picture looking at their worst, like they're sick or they're at home or they just rolled out of bed? No one's gonna post a picture of how they look when they're at their worst. Everyone's gonna post the best presentable picture of themselves for the world to see. That's normal, like that's human nature. When you want the, if you step out the house, you know you kind of want to make sure you got the, you know, that you look like your hair's not crazy. You want to make sure you look presentable to step out the house. So yeah. if that's normal. However, you're right. People do use filters. People do use Photoshop a lot, and they do use like fake stuff, like this car is mine or whatever, when it's really not. And that's okay. Just for clicks. So. It's okay because if people want to want to be upset with their own lives because they're jealous that this person has those things, then that's the problem. That is actually the problem right there. Like I don't look at the Kardashians and their all the videos and stuff that they post and get jealous <laughs> and get upset because they got more than I do because they earned it doing what they do best. Now for me, I don't post cars and houses and all this kind of stuff that's not mine just to floss on IG because. I really don't need to feel, fulfill that in my personality. I don't need that. Like, for me, I'm going to try to give you, like, sometimes I like to put pictures out there. Yeah, they'll have a filter on it because it looked nicer. And maybe I don't got to put makeup on because of filter. 
but there's no shame in it because they made those filters for a reason, you know? Right. If, uh, if you want to have a picture that looks nice and polished and looks really presentable, looks nice for IG, then cool, then use it. You know, I have no, I have nothing against girls putting on a nice, uh, you know, doing their makeup really nice, putting on a cute outfit and taking a selfie and posting it for IG. Um, I don't really even care if you like, oh yeah, here's my Mercedes, here's this and this and that, because it's actually just showing the type of personality that you are. And if that's the type of people I stay away from, then that's telling me right there what type of person you are. It lets me know that, okay, then you're kind of materialistic. You're kind of like the type of person likes to, like, lie about what you've got. And it kind of tells me, like, that's not really the kind of people I roll with. So yeah. you can get a lot of someone's personality from their photos. If you look hard enough, you see a lot of someone's personality based on their IG profile. And that can kind of tell you, like, what type of person you're dealing with. If they're narcissistic, <laughs> you know, if they're, if they're just, if they're just a weirdo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I've, seen, I've seen some I've seen some and I swear like I've seen some where they got pictures of all these destination pictures knowing damn well they didn't go take these pictures on vacation they just got pictures they looked up on Google and I'm like probably. what are you trying to prove bro like you know like I, I don't know maybe be, maybe because some of these uh, people out here they don't they don't know this maybe I've been around the block enough to know but I'm not impressed with none of that. I'm not impressed with, you know, you flashing your fancy car, your vacations, and this and that. Um, that's kind of silly to me. I like to see the person. They got a good personality, that they're cool. That means more to me than the fact that they can splurge and, you know, buy a bottle at the club, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's true. Um, the past couple days, and even today, the San Diego Padres have been making a couple moves. They added to their starting pitching by getting Blake Snell yesterday, who, who, who the Dodgers face in the World Series. And then today, or it's eventually going to happen, they're going to get you Darvish from the Cubs. So, you know, with the Dodgers trying to repeat, do you see the Padres as your only National League threat? That's a good question. Um, however... Um, I mean, have the Dodgers, you talking about making some big noise out here and against the Dodgers. If, you know, the Dodgers, it took them, what, 30 years or so to yeah, win the nine, World Series again? Yeah, 1981 they won. Yeah, so I think anything's possible at this point. I don't, I don't like to predict anything is possible. I don't, I, uh, I don't even want to say this out loud, but I don't think we're going to get a repeat, you know, another World Series. I do think so for the Lakers, but not for the Dodgers. If I if I say that I'm not saying I'm not a fan anymore, but I just don't think we're gonna do it next year. Uh, I think it was a I don't think it's a fluke. I just think that uh, yeah the, the the Padres could take it. They are a threat. They're a good team. I would love to see another another California team score. Um, I don't really have any strong feelings about that. I I would be happy either way if uh, as long as another California team you know wins it. Yeah, I I. I definitely agree with you. The Lakers definitely have a better chance of repeating than than the Dodgers do, just because baseball is so much harder. There's so many more games. It's it's so much of a grind. You know, right. things things right. things really things really have to click. Whereas basketball, if 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 LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing really really well, you know oh, yeah. what? They're they're most likely gonna win that game as long as the oh, bench yeah. players do a little a little bit. A, a, put in like 5% effort, 
They're uh-huh. they're most likely gonna win that game. Oh yeah, I I feel like they are only because uh, I think um, wait, I think what I noticed with the Lakers since I was a teenager is they play really well when they need to. In other words, like they'll be playing and they're like, eh. it seems as if they're just playing, and then they're like, oh, you know, shoot, we're getting near the end. Let's let's now let's make some points. So. When the team knows they got to bring the heat and they know they got to do well, they do. They always come through with some crazy, like, miracle stuff, but they do it. So I think if they concentrate and, you know, and yeah, LeBron is looking good, um, I think they're hungry for it. I think what made them really hungry for it this year is obviously was, like, with Kobe. I think we're, like, everyone was saying, do it for Kobe. And um, now it's, like, do it for yourself. Do a, a, a back-to-back, you know? It's been done before, so I think LeBron would like to have that on his, um, you know, on his belt and something to to show off. Because there were a lot of people who were a little, weren't receiving him too well in the beginning, which is kind of sad because uh, he's he's doing very well for the Lakers. So um, I haven't even bought a uh, LeBron James jersey yet. I hate to admit that. I'm still rocking, you know, my old school. Um, Kobe and I even have an old shirt from when I was a teenager and it's got Magic Johnson, you oh, know. Wow. However, I'm not hating on Bron. I mean, I think he's really, he's really uh, showing us why we decided to get him on the on the Los Angeles Lakers. So uh, I would not be surprised one bit if they do back to back. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I, you know, what's really funny, too, is I want to give you a chance to guess my other favorite team. Because I do actually have another favorite team. Not as favorite as Lakers, but pretty pretty close. And uh, it's from my high school. It's from my teenage years. So I'm going to let you just guess randomly. Um, let's just say it's not on uh, the same coast. Hmm. Is it still in the West? No, it's not on the West Coast at all. Uh, Knicks. No, that's pretty good, though. But, no, I'm actually also a Chicago Bulls fan. Wow. Okay. Because I'm old school, and I used to watch, you know, Jordan. And, yeah, and so I I used to just love watching the the game. So I'm actually a Chicago Bulls fan, too. And I can't wear my Chicago Bulls or my red when I got the Laker bike. But... It looks weird, but you know, at one point, I mean, that was like they were like the hottest. They were they were hot. They were fun to watch. So. Um, so since you like the Bulls, what what were your thoughts on on the on the Last Dance? Oh, the the movie on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I actually I loved it. I I love documentaries. Um, I'm more of a documentary or a, or a, um. Those type of shows, like you know, crime shows, or whatever. Right. I like those even more than movies. So I like when they get the behind the scenes. You get to like hear the the athletes talk and get more of their personality, and then see them before and then now. And oh man, I loved it. It was pretty awesome to watch it, and uh, it really just brought me back to like reminding me, you know, like how why great I was such a big fan. Yeah, how great they were. I mean, people need to be reminded. There's some really great players in their time. If we can get all the great players all at once in their prime to be all one team all at one time, that would be hell amazing. 
but yeah, so Chicago Bulls is one of my, um, you know, one of my other favorites. Mostly because I mean the logo and the color is is bomb. Like it looks yeah, good. It is a good color. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all I'm all about like looking like I don't just wear all like black or basic colors. I like color, you know, like flashy stuff. I like stuff that pops and like I look good in red. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's good though, you know. It's 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 good to know what what you look good in. Um, what uh-huh. what made you become a DJ? So that's funny because um, okay, in high school I had a friend who I was like I would think I was ninth grade, and I had a friend and he was a DJ, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And, uh, you know, like, ninth grader, I was, like, 12 or something. I don't know, 13. So, like, I didn't know anything about anything cool. I just thought that was cool. So, um, a couple years later, when I was a senior, I had another friend that was, like, or I think I was a junior, and he was a DJ also. And I'm like, man, that's really, really cool. And, yeah, the other friend, he's a homie. You know, he graduated high school already. He's DJing clubs. Like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I know a DJ. And, um. And I didn't ever think that girls did this. I think it was like Spinderella was like the only girl I'd ever heard of in my life that was like a female DJ. And um, so a couple years after high school, um, I started dating this guy. And I was working at a, 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 like a stereo shop type of place. And one of the guys there, he was also learning how to DJ, he was buying equipment and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, show me the record shop, like, show it to me. So he told me about it, I went over there, and I'm like, you know what, my boyfriend would like really dig this. I think he would like this. So I went out and I bought like two turntables and a mixer uh, for Christmas. No, I'm sorry, I think I just bought one. I think I had put one on layaway or something, you know? We're talking hard times, so I wasn't making a lot of money. But I know I bought a system for, for Christmas for him, for the boyfriend. Right. And uh, he worked, like, a weird schedule, like, nights. And so I was like, all right, well, we're going to go to work. I'm just going to stay behind and play around with the system a little bit, you know, just, like, goof off. And, like, I'd be there playing and playing music and this and this and that. And then all of a sudden he's coming back from work. And he's like, you're still here? And I'm like, oh, snap. You know, I didn't know I was here that long. Like, <laughs> I was playing all night. So the funny thing is I got better at it than he was. And oh, wow. <laughs> so the, the record shop owner was like, hey, we're having a grand opening. Um, you know, um, we'll have a couple rooms open. We'll have a people on the tables just showing off equipment. Do you want to come through? you want to, like, host one of the rooms for our grand opening party? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds cool. It was, like, two weeks after I bought the turntables. So I was so nervous. Like, all these people in this record shop, I got all these vinyl records all on the walls around me, and I'm up on the little, like a, like a little pedestal, like a little stage with the tables right there, and I'm just like, oh, just like, don't mess up. <laughs> just whatever you do, just make it smooth, you know? Smooth transition, just do one or two smooth transitions, and let someone else get up there for a little bit, you know? But I have stage fright. I like a bad stage fright. So, I'm up there, and I'm just playing. All right, the hold on one second, Michael. Yes. Yeah. Finish your story. All right, so, I'm just saying I have stage fright. I have some major stage fright. Like, don't give me a Starbucks before an event. That brings up my anxiety. So, you know, basically, I had to, like, kind of, you know, play some records. And when I first learned of DJ, it was actually house music. 
So it's actually a lot, a lot more complicated to mix up the beat, the match the beats up because the beats are faster. And so that was really what I was into at the time was like Latin house and house music. That was what was playing in the clubs and everything. And then when I moved out to like Long Beach, um, I learned uh, to, to play like hip hop. And um, that was pretty cool. I mean, I always was a big fan of hip hop anyway, but I learned how to play hip hop from like, um, actually like people like studios people like that were making music they were like we don't have house music so you just have to play some hip-hop <laughs> so i was kind of forced to it and then i just kind of got well-rounded with all types of music so so basically i just got into it just because i liked it i was self-taught and um i started finding out that a lot of the girls that if i did meet a girl that was into that was djing it was like irene and other girls there was a few of them out there, but my my look was different too. Like I was actually would go in a dress and go girly. I wasn't like the tomboy DJ. And so I remember um, it's funny because a friend of mine got me like a gig at Club Metro, which is like a it was a big club in, in Riverside, California. It was really really popular. And um, they're like, "What's your DJ name?" And I was like, "Oh, I gotta come up with a DJ name, you know." And um, I was coming up with like something girly, like oh, I'm always coming with my nails done, my hair done, my eyelashes, my dress, like I want to be girly, you know? And so I'm like, I, I mean, I want them to know when they see me, they think that I'm with the DJ, but I'm, I am the DJ, you know? So I was like, you know, like something lady, and I was like, I'm spinning records, so like lady spin. And I was like, there you go, there it is, you know? Mm. Lady spin. Oh. It just stuck. It just like stuck and it just fit. It just fit very well. Like people liked it right away. They're like, oh, okay, we like that. And then like, it's, it's hilarious too because that first night I premiered that name, right? The first night I go to the club and they're going to introduce me and stuff. And then the guy was like, so what's your, what's your name? What, what do I call you? I was like, yeah, Gigi Lady Spin. He's like, oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, I heard about you. I was like, oh, you have? Okay. <laughs> Funny, you know, but okay. But it just, like I said, stuck. It kind of, it kind of like people look like, oh, the lady, the girl. But it's not just a girl, it was like girly girl, you know, wearing a dress. And I go out there and dance on the dance floor too later, hang out with people. And just, it was just a nice little hobby. I was doing clubs for a while. Um, anywhere from like LA to, to Vegas to like San Pedro, you know, anywhere. And um, I was just doing a lot of like uh, private parties, weddings, you know, Queen Mary, different places. And it just was like a hobby that I just like to do, um, like not for a business, but just as like a side thing, you know. But I, I quit doing nightclubs some time ago. It's kind of like drama and they always, I don't know, just drama. Let's just put it that way. But I still do like private parties and weddings and uh, whatnot. I still do them. And I still keep up with, like, all the music and then my toys. Like, some girls like to floss when they get, like, new hair stuff or new nails or a new purse. Me, I'm like, look at this new speaker. Look at this new Serato, <laughs> you know, controller, you know? Like, damn, look at these toys. That's awesome. So, like, that's my thing, you know? That's what I like. These are my toys, you know? Um, that's exciting. Hey, Chris. Hey, this is James, your after sports dude. I'm so sorry hey. for my radar rifle. So I'm glad, glad. So, um, so I heard that you that you had a Kobe story. So can you share with us your Kobe story? I have a Kobe story. Let's see, what's my Kobe story? Well, 
Are we talking about maybe that I went to the memorial? Because I've never met Kobe. <laughs> I told him I I told him that you're a Laker fan and to talk about Kobe. I never said she had a story. Oh yeah, because yeah, Kobe, Kobe and me go way back, you know. Yeah, yeah, Kobe and I, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I was at, you know, I used to kick at his house and everything, you know. I mean, what can I say? Everybody loved Kobe, and uh, it was such a tragedy. And I was working uh, in uh, the spaceship place I was working at, and I made sure that I went down. And I picked up my daughter, and we went down to the to the Staples Center, and it was it was. You know, it was like a, it was like a sweet, um, it was, it was like a really cool thing to just see all the people unite, no fighting, no violence, no, nothing negative, um, and just to see how much love and how much, uh, representation, you know, of, of like, I mean, it was like purple everywhere, it was like Kobe banners everywhere, it was really something, if, if people who are truly fans of Kobe, weren't able to go down the Staples Center or on that memorial, you missed out. Let's put it that way. It was one of those things like if it, when Michael Jackson had passed and you went down to L.A., it was like one of those events. So for people who weren't able to view it in person, they were seeing photos and they were like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was like 100% cooler than that. So I was really able to, you know, go out there and and just, you know, we all celebrate. People just... People were just like celebrating, you know. We weren't sad, we weren't down. We were just smiling, taking pictures, talking to one another, you know, just celebrating. And uh, you know, it was an awesome thing. So if that's the story that I got, then that's what I got. Oh, well, I, I was like, Excuse me. <laughs> I don't well, Christy, I am sorry. I was. I, I, I must have matured. But I do know that. I know that you are a diehard Laker fan, and I know that the Lakers have a storied history. You know, Magic and and Kareem and Kobe and Shaq, and now you got LeBron James. LeBron James uh-huh. won his fourth championship. So I gotta ask, what are your thoughts of LeBron James? Do you like him? Do you hate him? Do you, are you okay with him now that he got you the chip? What's your feelings about LeBron James? <laughs> okay, so a lot of people were very unreceptive of him when they first came into the Lakers. Um, I'm not really that type of person that's like that. Like when we got a new person, we got a new girl in the in the in the you know the company. I'm not gonna hate on her just because she's new. However. I just want to see what he can do. Um, I actually went out of my way and like YouTube some old footage of him in, in, in sports just to see, okay, you know, he knows how to play. But now that he brought us a championship, um, now he's in the family. Like, okay, you proved yourself more so. And, uh, and he's not taking the light away from people were afraid that he was going to take this attention away from like Kobe because Kobe had passed. And then now LeBron's just going to like sweep through it and, and, maybe even disrespect, but he never showed disrespect. In fact, it seemed as if he was very respectful, and you got to love him for that. So, as a Laker fan, as an all-around sports fan, like, I love watching all the basketball games. It didn't have to be the Lakers. I'm just extra happy when the Lakers win, but LeBron James is doing it, and um, I'm looking for a back-to-back championship. Ooh, back to back. I mean, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it. They've done it before. Calling it. <laughs> back to back. I want my chips with the dicks. You want back to back. You want back to back. I want my chips with the dicks. Yeah, I'm screw Brooklyn.
coming with the energy. Not only was he tardy, not not only did, not only did he mishear something I just told him five minutes ago, but he's coming. He's coming in hot. Um. Oh yeah. He's, he's, like, how many energy drinks do you have, brother? I gotta be on that level. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, listen. I'm all. I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. Listen, listen. I I hope the Lakers go back to back. Cause that means Brooklyn ain't winning nothing. As long as Brooklyn don't win nothing and LA wins, that's fine with me. As long as Brooklyn don't win back to back, give the Lakers the chips with the dip, with the soda pop, and everything, everything on ice, man. Um. Now this is one thing I want, though. I want the Lakers to have a parade, though, next year. Oh, uh, they well, gotta have that. I'm, 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 I'm because sure that will happen. You know, maybe they'll do we it separate. Maybe they'll do it combined, but, but they have to. Because we were so bummed that we that there was no parade. Like I was looking forward to ditching work for that. <laughs> it's it's alright. Maybe maybe you'll be sick that day. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm gonna call my boss. Like, <laughs> I can't come into work today. He'd be like, Yeah, I know the, the Laker parade. I know already. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> You already know. You know. You know. <laughs> um, this was a pretty good movie a couple years ago, and 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 filmed in filmed in California. What was your thoughts of Straight Outta Compton? I didn't see it. Really? <laughs> I didn't see it. No. Wait, you didn't see it? What's the movie called again? Straight Outta Compton. No, nope, didn't see it. About uh, about Ice Cube. NWA. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. You, you know, your phone is a little blurry. I am. I apologize for that. Uh, yes, I saw that. Um, my thoughts on that one. I liked it because it kind of gave you a little, little background on NWA if you didn't already know. It didn't really tell us much more than we didn't already know. Right. If you're from LA, you kind of already heard all the stories. You kind of already seen the music videos. You kind of saw the culture. Uh, we grew up in that culture anyway, like the same fashion, the same parties, the same lifestyle. It wasn't no different from what we're kind of raised knowing already. It was kind of nice to see a little in- insight on the industry, like uh, the music industry as far as like how how the music industry and the executives were treating them. That was right. something that a lot of people didn't really know of. But as far as like the representation of the of the group and how they went through, I mean... It wasn't really telling us a whole lot more than we already knew about NWA, but I did like the movie. Um, I, I'm a big music fan. Uh, I'm a big Ice Cube fan, so of course I like that about it. But um, yeah, it wasn't like I truly was more excited about movies like uh, Boys in the Hood, like when I was younger. Oh, like, oh yeah, I love Boys in the Hood. Love like, Boys in the Hood. That's a classic. That's a classic. Especially you're from an area, they don't have to be from South Central. If you're from an area that was typically like that, as far as the stress that was on the streets and the things you had to deal with and the age group that people were in in the movie, then you can relate. And that's the whole thing. And they're trying to have you relate to these characters so you can feel their pain when they're going through what they're going through. You see they're trying to struggle to make something better of themselves and then they just get shot down. You're like, damn, you know, it was a great movie. And it had a message, you know. Yeah. What about Friday? So, I mean, straight out of Compton, it was fun to watch if you're a music, like, if you're a big NWA fan and you want to see the behind the scenes. But I like movies like, um, like the other one, like Boys in the Hood, because of the, the content. Because it was, like, telling our story, you know? Like, 
Yeah, like if you've ever been in, if you were raised in a certain area and you were out in the wrong place at the right time, you could have a, a, a barrel in your face. And yeah. some, people, some people didn't have that type of experience and they just think, oh, it's just a movies, but this is real life for some people. And we need to be sensitive to what people were living on a daily basis. I mean, they were scared on a daily basis that they wouldn't be able to get home. That's, that's some tough living. So I like how they do that. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's real life. It's real. It's real life, man. Um, I'm going to ask you some quick rapid fire because I know you got to run. So you ready for some rapid fire? Oh, my God. Oh, I think. <laughs> as long as I can no, you got this. I can... I feel so bad. I could not hear him speak out of Compton. It just sounds like... No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. Listen, listen. All right, go ahead. All right. At the end of the day, Nick's going to be okay. He'll be fine. But anyway, now... Now, how shocked were you when you found that the Clippers lost by 51 points to the Mavericks? I laughed because my bestie is a Clipper fan. <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the opportunity that I get to to just smear in his face. I'm like, were you wearing your Clippers hat? You know. So um, I I can't hate on the Clippers because for some darn reason they keep beating the Lakers, and I'm like, why? But um, when that happens, I like to reevaluate like what happened. But actually, to be honest, when they lose that that high of a score. I like to rip up my bestie and be like, did you have your, your, your gear on? Did you have your Clippers underwear on backwards? Or what was the problem? What happened? I love you know, it. So, I love it. <laughs> so I like Pour salt to his wounds. Pour salt yeah. to his wounds. Dude. Why not? Um, no, why not? Are you, what, what was more shocking to you? The, the Hornets beating the Nets or the Knicks beating the Bucks? <laughs> um, I didn't see either game, but I did, I did see the, the highlights. Um, the Bucks. I think that was more. I think I I was like, ah. Uh, um, they lost by twenty one. They lost by twenty points to the Knicks. Yeah, I think when that happened. I think I think when that happened, I'm thinking, um, what's going on here? The Bucks. I mean, no offense to Bucks fans out there. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get offended because the Bucks fans think that they're going to win the chip. They're, they're not winning the chip. If, if you lose to the Knicks by that much, you're not winning the chip. You're not hey, winning the chip the, at all. But, but yeah, but the Bucks got the Warriors like, like well, almost 40 points on Christmas. So, so the Warriors ain't the Warriors without Clay and Draymond. They, they, they're yes. not the Warriors. It, it's yeah, just right. nobody. Uh, two quick yes. ones. Um, <laughs> now you said now you said the Lakers are gonna repeat. Like, it, it, assuming they play Brooklyn, how many games do you think the Lakers are gonna beat Brooklyn in? Oh, you're, oh gosh. Um, I don't think they're gonna do a sweep. Is the Lakers tend to like to let us sweat a bit, like they did this championship? You know, um, it's not gonna be a sweep. I can't even. I don't even know. I mean. You think Brooklyn's even going to give them that much of trouble? <laughs> oh, love it. Look, look, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan and you get offended, get offended. I want you to get more offended. It's okay. It's okay. You get, get offended because, because if, 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 I'm in, if I'm in Brooklyn, then you're going to be talking trash on Lakers. So I'm going to expect it. 
But you're calling me in L.A., so you're going to hear some trash talk on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just let you, I just want you to know that there, there are no Brooklyn fans in New York. They're, they're, they're just bandwagon Nick fans that jump on the bandwagon. Oh, Brooklyn oh. fans don't exist. Brooklyn fans don't exist. They, they don't exist. They're, 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 no, it's, it's, it's not harsh. It's, it's just the facts of life. Last quick, last question. Okay. Because I, I, love, I love doing this. Okay. Who, like, is, who is your GOAT? Who is your GOAT? Who is the uh, greatest basketball player of all time? All who time. is you, your GOAT of all time? Well, I have two favorites. My okay. two favorites. And maybe people are going to be like, oh, well, they're obvious ones. But if I think it's because of the time that I started becoming really aware of basketball, uh, Jordan was a favorite of mine. He just okay. was phenomenal, um, doing things that I, I didn't think were possible. Um, and then, again, from the hard work and determination and the sheer just putting in work, uh, Kobe Bryant, is just he just he showed you that because he worked so hard, he wasn't like a... There's people who are natural, and there's people who work hard at it. And so those are like my two favorite, and that's why my two favorite teams are Chicago Bulls and Lakers, is because of two my two favorite players. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Kobe, I mean, he just, you gotta, there's, there's gonna be people come and go, are gonna be really good at their prime. And then if you put those up against another person at their prime, then it's gonna be a, a game. But, um, he has shown for some for so long for to so many people that he was just a uh, hardworking and he earned it. It wasn't given to him, you know. It wasn't easy. He, every day he, he worked hard to show it. So yeah, they're my favorites. Absolutely, and all I gotta say is Lakers repeat game. Lakers oh, repeat yeah. game, baby. Lakers repeat oh, game and don't bang. That's how it is. Before <laughs> we get you out of here, tell the to promote yourself. We like to we like people to promote themselves. Tell the people where they can find where they can find you at. Okay, um, so I'm assuming since this is an East Coast thing that you guys yeah. are promoting out the East Coast, and I have only been to Miami on the East Coast um, the last ten years. I have been in New York. I'll tell you real quick. I've been in New York uh, in um, late August in 2001. And I have not been, yeah, I have not been back to New York since. Not that I'm scared to. It's just, it was something that just, in my mind, I just haven't been back. I loved the city when I went. The city is fire. It's like LA turned up. I'm a big city girl. Um, I love the East Coast. Um, so for people out there on the East Coast, they would never have heard of me because I was such a small timer in the West Coast. I'm an L.A. girl. But I am on IG, on DJ Lady Spin. That's DJ Lady Spin. Um, I do, like, little IG Live sometimes. Uh, I'll be doing some IG Live uh, performances in the summer to my mobile, a mobile DJ booth. It's going to be cool. It'll be, I'll be letting people know when I'll be broadcasting. But that's where they can find me. Um, I don't do clubs anymore. I just do private events. But if they are interested in booking me for an event, they can just hit me on the DM. I'm not, um, just don't be weird. Like, don't send me um, dick pics or anything. So I'll block you. <laughs> but, but otherwise, I'm all about business. I like, I like, the, I like the industry. Um, I like to entertain um, at, you know, the parties, the music and everything. So that's what I do. It's my hobby. So if they want to find me on IG, I'm there. 
If they want to like my pics, even better. <laughs> but um, that's me. That's me, man. And uh, don't hate. Appreciate. <laughs> thank you so oh, yeah. much for coming on, Christine. So I thank you. Thank you guys for taking the time to, to you know, let me entertain y'all and, uh, and hear my BS. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, I look forward to, to checking out you guys' podcast. It's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Thank you. Well, Christine, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. Uh, James is going to have to hear the first 37 minutes of the pod because he was a bad, bad boy. He was tardy. He was late. And and apparently he just had better things to do. He has wow. he has a listening problem. He, he doesn't know what it means to say ask questions about Kobe. Apparently he he doesn't know what that means. Um Bills, you can keep on scoring touchdowns. It's cool. It's nah, great. We like that out nah, We need the Bills no, to throw no, more touchdowns. As we Josh need the Allen to score more touchdowns. We like it out here. No, nah, we don't. Absolutely. Listen. And apparently Josh Allen just threw a touchdown, but but Bill Belichick called the timeout and I guess the ref couldn't couldn't know that beforehand. But so and and and, and it was a it was on a fourth and two. So who knows if the Bills will go for it again. Um but you know it's not really in field goal range. So um also, before we talk a little snell and get out of here, because James is a clown, no one has still answered the question to the giveaway yet. Um, so, who was the first African-American to play Major League Baseball? Then there's, who was the youngest player to appear in a Major League game? You can either say the name, or the age. The age is pretty goddamn impressive. I will say this. To be and honest, jo- when I heard the age, I still was shocked. I didn't believe you at first. Word. Um, Blake Snow once said a San Diego Padres sign. It broke. It broke around eleven, a little eleven thirty. Um, and just today, I'm not sure if it's official official yet. But you Darvish most likely is going to the San Diego Padres with his personal catcher, who's a very young, talented catcher, Victor Carantini. And the Cubs are eating salary, and they're getting a prospect or two back. And what a push-up by Diggs. Jesus Christ, little bitch. Um, but, you know, Padres are moving. And next year, they're going to have the starting pitching they have now. With Mike Clevenger. And hey, maybe Trevor Bauer sees this. Maybe he takes a one or two year deal now. Because if you take a two year deal, you'll be pitching in this rotation with Blake Snell and Chris Paddock. And and when Lamech comes back. And next year, he'll be pitching with those people plus his buddy Mike Clevenger. So, you know what? The Dodgers... They got a little worries, and they signed the Japanese shortstop, Ken. But, of course, he can't be playing shortstop. He can't be playing shortstop because that's Tatis. He's also their baseman, but guess what? He can't play third. Um, 
They got they got Drake Jake Crone Cronesworth. He's he's basically Tyler Wade except he's better in every other way. So you know Tyler Wade is useless. They'll they'll have to find out where to put Kim and where to put Cronesworth. They're not trading Cronesworth. And if I was a Cubs, I I I would have tried to get him the deal, but I guess Padres said that's a no no. But that that's a very good rotation now. So. This could potentially help the Padres win an extra ten to fifteen games, just just having Snell and Darvish go along with what they have now, and especially if, if they were to get Bauer, Josh Allen, run, keep on running, buddy, keep on running, let's go, um, go go go, Buffalo Bills, let the Patriots finish six and ten. We like that, we need that, we want the best pick as possible. James is such a clown when he says otherwise because he's just a he's just a blithering idiot. You know, he's, 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 he's a clown. Listen, listen. I really think that the Patriots deserve to win this game. I, I really think they do. I don't understand why you're doing against your own team. Like, you, you don't need a draft pick. You don't need a high draft pick. But you really need your team to win. Momentum. Them winning, it doesn't matter. That's, they can't make the playoffs. So, yeah, but don't you want to build momentum for next year? It's build momentum for next year. That's all. Stop. 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 <laughs> stop. There is no momentum going into next year. It, it might be a complete different quarterback. So there's no momentum in the next year. You're you're sounding stupid. And you're making yourself feel like, damn. And this is what James was doing. Was he was he drinking a lot earlier? Is that is that why he sounded so stupid tonight? Um, you know, and and just like she said, just like Christine said, you sound like you poured five to s- go touchdown, baby. Yes, you sounded like you had you had five what? to six energy uh-huh. drinks. You were that hyped. You were, you know. So, you know, give us. Give, give us your closing thoughts on whatever the hell you want to talk about for the next five okay, minutes. Okay, number one, number one, Bills, I'm so mad at you for scoring that touchdown. Shame on you. Cam, do better. Number two, Padres, man. Padres started to build a Death Star, and look at the Yankees twiddling their thumbs. And it's crazy because the Rays trade, the Rays got, they're not resigning more, and they trade Snell. They're looking to trade Kevin Kiermaier. And why aren't the Yankees making moves? This is a prime. If you're the Yankees, this now is the time to take advantage and try to win the East and then try to at least get to the eight, get to the American League Championship Series. You should at least try. But nope. You're just sitting there just chilling. And if I'm the Yankees, and I said this to Julian, and I'll say it again, I think the Yankees, if the Yankees had balls, they'd sign Michael Brantley. They sign there. They sign hand. They get another starting pitcher. You know, trade for um, Joe Musgrove or whatever the hell you gotta do. And then improve your rotation, improve your bullpen. Sign Michael Brantley. Sign another um, shortstop for you know for depth help. And then re-sign DJ. And then bam, now you got yourself a team that can definitely compete to at least get to that league American League championship team. Well, championship series, because that's what the Yankees should do. But nope, the Yankees are going to be dicks, 
have an 85-win season. And if this expansion BS playoffs has happened, the Yankees will make the playoffs, and they'll probably lose in the divisional round because, you know, it's the Yankees' luck right now. And, yeah, um, Dwayne Haskins got released because he's a moron, and good for him because he deserved to get released. And Alex Smith can't go. Uh, I think Taylor Hankey is their backup quarterback. I'm going to say he's right here. I think the Giants should lose this Sunday. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with the Giants losing. You know nah, what? let them win, bro. Come on. You, you got to have, you know, gotta have momentum going into next season. You got to let them nah, make the playoffs spot. Nah, not, not for the Giants. Not for the Giants. What the Giants need... Oh, 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 oh. Then, so you want, you so start. you want, you want the Patriots to have momentum, but the Giants still have a chance for the playoffs. What, what kind nah, of a bro, hypocrite are you? What kind of a garbage man are you? Are you, you know what? You know what? You're a fake fan. You are a fake Giants fan. No wonder why you're a Chiefs fan. No wonder why you're a Chiefs fan. No wonder no. why. No, 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 no. You're a Chiefs no. fan. There's no real Giants fan would say that. No Bills. real Giants fan would say that. for the Giants to root. Uh, you know, there are a lot of Giants fans that want the pick. There's you a, you a fake fan, bro. I made a pull. You, 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 you should have wanted the pick. You should have wanted the pick seven weeks ago when you could have had a top three pick. You're a fake fan, sorry. Fraud. The Giants can. Fraud. The Giants can. Fraud. Either way, either way, the Giants, plus the Giants not going to... There is nothing that you can look at the Giants that they're going to win this Sunday. They're not winning this Sunday. They are You're not fraud, winning. bro. They don't have the team to be. But the you should want them to win. I don't want to you hear should it. want them to win. But they're not going to win. But they're you should want win. them to win. They're not going That's to not the win. point. The point is you should want them to win. You want them to lose. You're, you're fraud. You're fraud. You're, fraud. you're phony. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to root for the Giants, but they're going to lose. You just they're said you want the lose. Giants to lose. You want the pick. Stop lying. No, I said, no, I said, I said they could lose, and I wouldn't be mad because we'd get a top 10 pick. Unlike the Patriots. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. That's how it is. Don't be mad because I called you out. But hold on. You didn't me. call me out. One, you, you're a fraud. One, you want the Giants to lose. You're a fraud. Nope. Also, prayers up to Henrik Lump- prayers up to Henrik Lumpers. He just had open heart surgery today. Um, he has to fix an ailing heart issue that has been he's been dealing with for the Did past he die? Years, did so he die? Did he die? He did, he had open heart surgery. Okay, but did he die? Doesn't mean he did. We don't know. He didn't die yet. Thousands of people have surgery every year, unless he died. Why prayers up? Because everyone wants him to make a fully recovery. That's why. All right, but he didn't up. die. You, you, you can make you, you can say that, but prayers up for what? He didn't die. He's not. He's 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 not. He he's not in the ICU, saving his last breath. All the man did was have surgery. Um. That's it. Oh my god. So yeah, many people have people have there are worse surgeries wow. than that. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong, the heart's a big thing, but but to say prayers up, he he, he didn't die yet, right? No one no one has talked about no one has talked about complications. So what what are you praying for? Everyone's saying prayers up. Everybody's saying prayers up. Everyone, yeah, and it's so everyone corny. Go on Twitter, they're saying prayers up. 
It's it's so corny. It's so corny. You know what it is? You want to look good. You want to look good. That's 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 exactly it. Is. You know, but but none of you none of you know him. It's not gonna it's not gonna affect your life if if something God forbid was to happen to him. So. And right now, and also right now, um, two quick thing. Twenty two thousand twenty one World Series odds. The Dodgers are at plus eight hundred in the National League. And and if you look, the Yankees are plus six hundred. While Houston is plus eighteen hundred. The Dodgers are plus four hundred. Wow. So mm. Dodgers, Yankees, San Diego are the three favorites. Wow. Alright, I'll I'll say this real quick. No one cares about the Yankees being favorites of anything. They were possibly favorites seven times out of the past eleven years. How good has it done them? So you know what? And and, and also too, for for the tons of tons of Yankee fans who were so hyped about Blake Snell being out of the AL East. Really? The Yankees still got a win guy. Okay? Alright? And, 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 if you need to be that happy that Blake Snell's gone, that says a lot about the Yankees. It means other teams need to make horrible moves just so the Yankees can win. Did it really come to this? Do the Yankees suck that badly to where you have to be overly dramatic about Blake Snell being traded to the San Diego Padres? Because that's what it sounds like. So, you know what? Who? Listen. The, every team the Aliens can trade all their good players. Guess what? The Yankees still got to play. They still got to win. And even if they get, win the fucking division by 50 games, they still got to play other other teams. Alright? So, who gives a fuck if they're favorite? Wow. And that is how... We will end the podcast. So, guys, uh, today's your last chance to enter. So, we will see what happens. We're back again tomorrow. And, yeah, Nick is a bad guy. And James is a hack.